Welcome into the inaugural, kind of, uh, Second Day Film Podcast Character Draft, brought to you today by the Second Day Film Club. Mike Nichols is on the clock, but I'm your host, Brandon Champion. Happy to be here on Friday, May 22nd, 2020. Very excited to bring you tonight's ridiculousness. Uh, I'm joined, as always, these days by Evan Dean, soaking up the sun down south. I hope you're applying lots of sunscreen, Evan. But uh, are you ready for this character draft? I'm ready, man. This uh, this was an interesting challenge. Um, you know, we, we basically laid out, um, you know, no certain rules or no certain justifications for how we had to do this. So there's so many reasons why we can pick who we want, and it's going to be fun. Also with us is Mike Nichols, who I know is very excited for this uh, life or death Mexican standoff we're about to have. Uh, how goes it, sir? So listen up, good people. Uh, I'm pretty much a very big Disney nerd, and uh, this is kind of uh, this is kind of my home court. So even though I'm not very used to drafts, I'm very used to Disney movies and Disney characters, and I feel very very confident in the list I've compiled for you all to vote for. So I'm hoping to do you all proud. Let's go get it. Yes, as Mike alluded to tonight, we are doing uh, characters from the Disney and Pixar universe. Um, we plan on bringing that back this segment every once in a while, and we're open to suggestions for other categories. Uh, there's a lot out there. Um, I wanted to call this Clash of Characters. Both Mike and Evan hated that idea. I don't know what your guys' problem is with that idea. Well, I, I mean, mean, it sounded, you know, it sounded corny, you know, uh, it's also not a clash. It's a draft. If, if the characters were fighting, it would this be a clash, but it's just a draft. Are our characters not going up against each other? Also, this is the same podcast that has segments that are called Throwback Theater and Power Rankings and Popcorn Problems. I didn't know we were above having corny names. You know, I just think it's straightforward. Disney Fantasy Draft. It's to the point, and I'm going to be to the point and kicking y'all's ass. Wow, lots of confidence coming from both sides of the room here. Uh, either way, full disclosure, we actually just did this draft on uh, the first three rounds. We were 25 minutes into the podcast, uh, and we lost some connection. Um, we are doing this over the internet. We're all in three different places, so what are you going to do? Um, so we kind of kind of took a little bit of the luster out of our reactions, but we're trying to give you the, the sense of how we reacted to each other for the three first three picks. We also each have four picks that we don't know anything about. So still some yeah. drama, uh, but we wanted to be up front. It's an unfortunate thing that happened, um, but we're still going to kind of tell you how we reacted in a certain way. So basically this is a character fantasy draft. Mike has the first pick. I have the second pick. Evan has the third pick. We're going to go seven rounds each. And it's a snake draft, which means the person who picks last has the first pick of the second round and so on. In other words, both Mike and Evan will be picking twice in a row while I'll be picking uh, more steadily in between. All characters from the Disney and Pixar universes are eligible. Uh, however, the same team cannot pick two characters that have appeared in the same movie. After we draft, we're going to put them on social media to see uh, whose team gets the most votes. Uh, that'll be on our Facebook page at Second Day Film Podcast, on Twitter at Second Day Film, Instagram at the Second Day Film Podcast. If you want to check out our old episodes, we've reviewed a lot of films lately, a lot of docu-series. Uh, that's um, on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, um, iTunes, if that's uh, still a thing, uh, and also Spotify. 
So we didn't really come up with a set criteria for how we're drafting these teams. You can kind of justify it any way you want. And basically how we're going to do it is the person who's drafting uh, is going to kind of explain their mindset and then the other two will react. So, uh, you know, this should be fun. This is our show tonight. Um, the theaters are closed. Streaming has been a little light lately. There are some things we want to talk about, um, but we want to see a little bit more of them before we review them. Thought this might be a, a fun exercise that came to me in my dreams. Uh, so take what you want from that. I'm, I'm dreaming about Disney and fantasy drafts. I think I might just be having withdrawals because our baseball draft was canceled, uh, et cetera, Evan. Um, so there you go. There's that for you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's two of your favorite things. You know, you somehow throw care in there and your dog. I mean, you'd have, you know, an ultimate dream. It'd be the best thing in the world. <laughs> there you go. Mike, you're excited for this, right? Yeah, I definitely am. And I should clarify for our listeners that we are just doing animated Disney and Pixar. So live action Disney films like with characters such as like Jack Sparrow or Mary Poppins, those are not included in the roster that we are going to pick from. Correct. Anyways, let's get into it with this. I, the commissioner, have declared the inaugural uh, part two Disney and Pixar cartoon character draft officially open. Mike Nichols, you have been on the clock. Who is the number one pick? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for attending this very important draft. I, as the head uh, coach and commissioner of Team Mike, do for our first draft round pick choose the genie. Yes, the genie from Aladdin, ladies and gentlemen, played brilliantly in the role written just for him, Robin Williams. The genie is not only one of the most iconic and lovable of Disney's characters, he is also the funniest. And Robin Williams not only knocks this role out of the park, but he gave them so much material to work with, they could have made an entire extra film just of Robin Williams' genie. Uh, he not only just knocked this role out of the park, he set the standard for the role. He changed the way they did voice work for animation. Robin Williams as the genie. The genie is my number one pick in this draft. Thank you. I think it's a good pick, Mike. I had him at number two overall. Uh, as I said before, Genie's useful in a ton of situations. He's resourceful, quick witted, funny, uh, great guy to have on your side as our, as our buddy Al found out in 1992 while trying to woo the princess Jasmine. Uh, so Genie, solid pick, Mike, no gripes with that. Um, and uh, for me, I'm going to take the layup here. Um, it's, it's a little bit lame, but I think it's a sensible pick. Uh, I'm going to take the boss, the logo, Mr. Disney himself, uh, Mickey Mouse, who first appeared in Steamboat Willie in 1928. Um, like I said, a little bit of a soft toss, you know, maybe a little bit boring, but sometimes you just do have to take the pick. He's one of the most recognizable characters in the world, uh, and I'm happy to take Mickey Mouse here at number two. Gosh, champ, I think that's a great pick. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm so glad that you picked me. <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy right there. What's up, Mick? Have you guys oh, ever seen? Up, have you ever seen Mickey portrayed in South Park? <laughs> oh God! You don't talk to me like that, kids. <laughs> Little girls are stupid. Wow! So here you go. We're getting a double that's, dose that's of the Mickey voice. We didn't get that. We didn't that's get that in. Uh, we didn't get that oh, on the recording. So that's. I love that's that. Oh Evan, you God. have two picks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, I'll give you guys some props because uh, Genie was number three on my list. Mickey Mouse was number five on my list, which fortunately leaves me with my top two. Um, look, guys, 
we are, and most of our listeners are 90s kids. And it's a good thing, too, because Disney was shit in the 70s and 80s. They literally call it Disney's Dark Age, where they couldn't come out with a good film. But as we all know, they bounced back in a big way in the early 90s. I would say it's the best decade ever for Disney films by far. Um, definitely for millennials, that's without question. And so I'm going to pick my favorite character from my favorite Disney movie growing up, and that is Simba from Lion King, 1994 film. Um, I love Simba. Um, you know, I was growing up, I remember I had this little a Simba ball cap, and my mom's got pictures of me with this Simba hat and like posing in like kung fu you know, positions and I, weird stuff. But like, I just love that character. I thought he kicked ass and it's fun. We get to watch him grow up. We get to watch him earn redemption, you know, through him, through him. We learn, you know, it's never too late to find yourself, to find your place, to claim your destiny. Uh, Simba is my first pick. What do you guys think? I mean, I love Lion King. That's, that's my movie too. My favorite as well. Um, I, I, it was hard to pick between all the characters in that because there's a lot of great characters in that movie. Um, but Simba, yeah, I mean, his character arc, how he goes from being an outcast to returning to, to take over pride rock and, um, through the help of his friends. Uh, it's, it's a great story. Simba's a great character. So no gripes with that pick. Yeah. yeah it's, the Hamlet, it's the Hamlet of Disney. We love Simba. Great pick. So uh, my next pick, uh, for the first pick in the second round, I'm going to stick with that 90s theme of growing up in that era. Um, and uh, this is a shout out to my wife. It's her favorite character from her favorite movie. And in my opinion, the most badass female character in the Disney films. And that is Mulan from the 1998 picture of the same name, Mulan. Uh, you know, for such a long time, guys, Disney had gotten into uh, such a pattern of, you know, um, you know, they're, they're women in film and their characters in film, you know, in the big dresses, in the ballrooms, damsel in distress, the female that needed to be rescued. And then Mulan came in and changed all that. I would say even today, you know, women face discrimination in some ways, like the professional world. And I think Mulan yet today remains an inspiration for women and for all of us about strong women, what they can achieve. We know they're staying power because they're coming out with a live action picture. It was supposed to be out already, but they're coming out with it um, once the quarantine's up. And I just think, you know, Mike had pointed this out, you know, there are a lot of, or maybe it was Champ, there are a lot of strong female characters in Disney films now, but Mulan was kind of the first one. So that's my second round pick. Yeah, I mean, like you just said, I mean, we talked about this on the last recording. It's too bad we lost all that. But yeah, I mean, there's a, they've done a better job recently of having more representation in their movies, giving, you know, female characters more to do than just be the damsel in distress. Mulan was always one of my favorites growing up because it had that war element. It was a little more, I guess, you know, appealing to, to, young, to young boys when we thought Disney wasn't cool enough, whatever. I don't know. I like it. It has war in it. It has that element. I'm glad this new one, the new adaptation, the live action is going to be PG-13 because I don't think you can really tell that story in a proper way without it being a little bit more intense. Um, but yeah, Mulan, like you said, kind of started that you know female girl power uh, movement earlier. It was ahead of its time. So no gripes with either of those picks. Uh, Mike, yeah, you want to say anything about Mulan? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. She's obviously one of the best Disney heroines of all time. Uh, that was a, a favorite house, a favorite movie of my sister's. So, yeah, great pick with Mulan. 
Okay, for my second pick, uh, I'm going to dive into the Pixar universe for the first time. Uh, and I'm going to take uh, a character from Toy Story in 1995, first debuted. And Evan, uh, when we were talking about this, you thought maybe I'd take Woody early. Uh, I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to take Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Um, you know, sure, he's a little delusional. Uh, maybe, you know, bites off more than he can chew, thinks he's cooler than he is. Uh, but you know what? He's resourceful. He trained at Star Command. He he proved himself against terrible enemies like Emperor Zerg. You know, he knows how to get things done. He knows how to fall with style. Um, but really, I like his character arc through the four films. Um, you know, he the way he comes in basically as this ignorant, cocky guy, learns to take the second seat behind Woody, and they become friends. And eventually in Toy Story 4, taking the lead uh, from Woody when he decides to move on. So um, I think Buzz is just a really well-drawn character. Tim Allen, of course, uh, from Michigan, uh, providing his voice talents. Um, so, yeah, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command is my second-round pick. Okay, champ, for some reason, like I know we've already heard this because we've had to record this part before, but when you said... Yeah, like, everyone thinks I'm going to go with Woody, but I'm actually going to go the other way. For some reason, I thought you were going to totally switch up your vote and just say Sid. <laughs> Sid, <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Sid is freaking scary. I don't like the way he treats oh, them man. boys, man. The guy, who puts, the guy who puts the uh, baby head on, like, the the me- metallics, like, spider legs. Yeah, he, he's disturbed, man. I, I, mean, I wonder what happened to Sid. Well, do you yeah, guys we never found out. You remember that Disney Channel original movie, Brink? That's mm, the yeah. kid who, that's the kid who voiced Sid. <laughs> oh wow! Also, yeah, I, 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 I kind of wish we would have found out what happened to Sid. And I wish well, he would have made like yeah. a cameo. He does in Toy Story three. He does. He's the garbage man. <laughs> I guess I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's the same skull. It's the same skull. So it's kind of implied that it's Sid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Mike. Who, who you, you got, man? All right, I've given you guys my favorite magical Disney character. The genie is my number one. Number two, I'm going to go with my favorite Disney princess, and that's Belle. Belle is beautiful. She's wise. She's kind and loving. And most of all, especially in her case, she is discerning. Belle is just so good at seeing who people are and cutting through all the crap surrounding someone to get to the core of what makes them really tick. And she's just full of grace and wisdom. Belle is my favorite Disney princess, also played by the irreplaceable Emma Watson in the 2017 film. Hi, Emma. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Belle. Uh, she's my number two pick. And my wife, um, she, I mean, advocated heavily for me to put Belle. And I just, I'm not going to lie. I just, you know, I just as, you know, seeing that as a young boy, you know, and just her character, it wasn't any, somebody that I could really feel like I could root for or like, and uh, it's a good pick. She's an iconic character. Um, but just, yeah, I, uh, I, as much as my wife wanted me to take her, I couldn't. I love Belle. I got I love brunettes. She's one of the best brunette princesses. Uh, like you said, Mike, not shallow at all, not afraid to go out on a limb and try things like bestiality. Um, you know, like I think that's nice. What the hell? <laughs> This is tarnishing Bell. I mean, right before our very eyes. <laughs> Mike, Mike's mind just goes. Mike's, Mike's mind goes straight to me insulting Evan Watson, and now he is really pissed at me right now. Uh, but no, Bell's a good. 
Yeah, Belle's a good character. She's awesome. Um, I think we talked about the last episode, that BuzzFeed article. It's like seven reasons why Belle is the worst. We don't need to get into them, but please go check that out on the internet if you uh, want to piss Mike off, apparently. Um, but she's a good princess. She's in my top like two princesses for sure. Um, so Belle's, Belle's a solid pick. I got no problems with that. Um, very, very open-minded. <laughs> yeah, whatever. What's your next pick, idiot? You're up <laughs> next, your pick, Mike, idiot. <laughs> wait, 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 it's my pick again? This is how the snake draft works. We already oh, have one, oh, bro. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Alright, my bad. Let uh, me guess. Alright, I won't take your thunder. Just say it. All right, I've given you guys my favorite magical character, my favorite princess, and now my favorite Disney villain. Um, this is, in my opinion, the greatest Disney villain. This is Maleficent. She is the evil fairy from Sleeping Beauty. She comes to curse the young Princess Aurora. She's got her army of goon orcs. She's got a huge dark magic tower. She's got magical powers that you don't even know how many different ways she could murder you or ruin your life. She can combine all the powers of hell to turn into a giant Godzilla-sized fire-breathing dragon. She is just the nastiest, scariest, meanest villain that Disney has ever given us. I love her. She scared me as a child, and Maleficent is my number three pick. Yeah, Mike, we're on the same page here. I had her in my top uh, three as well. Definitely my favorite bad guy. She is the queen bad guy, if you've ever played the Kingdom Hearts video game series. She's the one ordering all the other main bad guys around. So uh, definitely, definitely formidable. She turns into a dragon, like you said. And she's actually terrifying. Like, she's one of the few bad guys that, like, sort of stepped over that cartoony uh, bad, bad guy and was actually terrifying. So I think that's a great pick. Yeah, you know it's a good character when they decide to remake the entire story as a live action series just to focus on her character. Like and two movies, just, actually. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Um All right, moving on uh to the uh third pick of the second round. It's me here in the middle. Uh, I gotta come clean on this one. Uh I was talking about this third, whole hey, project. Third pick, third pick in the third round. No, sorry, second sorry. pick in the third round, bro. You, you said third pick in the second round. Okay, whatever. Third pick in the second round. No, second pick in the third round. Okay, whatever. There this you is my go. Third pick. This is my third pick. Uh, I got I to gotta come clean. I was talking to my wife about this project, and I asked her who she would take number one. Um, and she gave me this answer, and I kind of laughed at her. I was kind of a little bit of a jerk. Um, but then I started thinking about it, and I was like, that was actually a really good answer. And I think it's it's a little bit outside the box, but I, but I think it works. And it is Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <laughs> the... Uh, King of the Jungle from The Lion King. We're going back to the well with Lion King. Um, he's wise, played by uh, James Earl Jones. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. He's wise with, uh, with, with Simba, giving guidance all over the place. Sure, he's a little bit over the hill. Sure, he gets killed by a bunch of wildebeest. But, you know, Scar, he's a crafty guy. He's a jerk. What are you going to do? Um, so Mufasa, you know, he, he lives with the kings of the past and the stars. He maintains a presence throughout the film. Um, and he leaves a big impact despite, uh, you know, being out of the movie relatively early on. Um, so, yeah, Mufasa, I think he's a he's a rock solid pick here uh, with my third pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I've already scooped up, you know, 
the 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 real king of the jungle and Simba. So they're you don't both have kings. We already went over this. They're both kings. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. It's a fine pick. You know, I, I always I think it's um I think it's interesting to go with the you know a character who you know didn't have a whole lot of screen time. Cheers to whoever's cracking that. Um, Thanks, but buddy. had but had a big role. Uh, or an, sorry, a big impact. So that's kind of what Mufasa brings. It's maybe not a lot of time on the screen, but a big impact. Yes, his presence is there throughout the film. He might not be physically appearing on screen, but everything that Simba does throughout the film, Mufasa has an impact in it, even if he's not physically there. Um, so I actually thought it was a really clever pick by my wife. And I, I publicly apologize, my love. I'm sorry for uh, calling it out when it was actually quite a wise pick. And Mike, I think you love we that, all, right? I mean, yeah, of course. And I think we all know where we were as children and what we were doing when we experienced Mufasa's loss. Uh, I mean, the death of scarring. Mufasa. I mean, yeah, it's scarring. Oh, yeah. One of the most traumatic Disney deaths of all time. So, yeah, what a great character. And, of course, the great James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader himself, giving us what Darth Vader would have been as a great and loving father. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, great pick, buddy. It was one of mine. Yeah. Sniper. And yeah, Evan, right. I don't know what it says about us that we both uh, just can't help ourselves from drafting lions in a fantasy draft. <laughs> well, well, fortunately, um, you know, Simba and Mufasa have had some success by how it's measured in their world. Are, are Detroit Lions not the case? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll on, um, but I will agree the the scene where Simba's at the bottom of um you know the gorge there and uh it's heartbreaking. Um so I'm going to lighten things up guys. I have picked two badass characters in Simba and Mulan. I've got them in my lineup. They both own shit in their respective films. Um so now I'm going to go with a character that really makes people laugh and I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you. My first two picks were geared towards two of my favorite characters. This pick I'm going to go with, I think, who is a fan favorite. This might be one of those picks that gets me some votes I'm looking for, but I still think is a good character nonetheless, and that's Dory from Finding Nemo, 2003. So I'm going to the Pixar well here as well, champ. And I would say, arguably the most lovable character of the Pixar era, I think we underestimate how much Dory is loved. Uh, charismatic, funny, Ellen DeGeneres does a great job. It might not be you know Robin Williams-esque, like the genie, but she does great. Um, and it was obviously enough to earn a spinoff. And not only that, you know, if you really think about it, a Dory kind of offers a unique look at mental health and dare I say, even can help kids, you know, and show kids how to treat others maybe with unique circumstances. So I think Dory, although maybe targeting um, a bit of a, you know, an audience maybe a few years younger than us. I still think she has had a major impact in our era, and especially with those a little bit younger. Yeah, no thoughts. Okay. Gonna call him, are you going to call I mean, him out like you did last time? Dory is a fine character. Ellen DeGeneres is a fine person. I just know. I just don't know if Dory is the strongest pick for this particular list. I mean, is she a good character? Yeah. Is she one of the greatest? most favorite Disney characters of all time. I don't know. I don't know, man. I would, it's, 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 I would, it's, good. Uh, it's good luck. Good luck to you. I would, I, if, we, if we were to put a poll between my third round pick and your third round pick, just that Maleficent versus Dory, who do you like more? Who do you vote for? I bet Maleficent. you would win. 
No. My vote goes no to Severson. My vote you, goes, my vote goes you, Mike in between you, those two. You two, Wait, you two you, might. You two might. But you both have a very um, specific and how do I? How should I put this? You guys have a very. I mean, you both watch an absurd amount of TV and film, like more than most people, and so that gives you a wider range of characters, knowledge. I just think Dory is a huge fan favorite, and I would argue that Dory over Maleficent. That's my opinion. Um, well, but I, we'll let the voters let's let the voters handle that. Uh, I sure. too like Dory. I mean. How many characters talk to whales? So we have there. Um, I think she's she made me laugh a bunch when I first saw that movie. I mean, it was really funny. Dory was hilarious. She brings some levity to what otherwise is kind of a, a crazy movie with a lot of crazy times. And you see Marlon getting down and we're not sure if him and Nemo are ever going to be reunited. And Dory ultimately is the character in her own sort of crazy, wacky way um, who reunites uh, the two clownfish. So definitely a memorable character. Um, like I said, I would side with the Maleficent and that head to head, but it's all subjective anyways. So uh, there you go, Dory. Now we have two Pixar characters. So uh, Evan, uh, you have another pick here and just full disclosure again, this is where we cut out last time. So <laughs> yeah. uh, from this point forward, uh, we each have four more picks. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm excited. Let's hopefully we can keep this going without having any internet issues. So, Evan, who is your fourth-round pick? Well, as you said, I've had a lot of time to think about this, <laughs> about a half hour. And it came down to three characters, one super old-school character, one character I wanted to pick, and one character I should pick. I'm going to go with the character I should pick. And this, at this point in the draft, um, when I was planning it out, I had planned on taking Buzz Lightyear with the assumption that Champ had already taken Woody. You've already taken Buzz I'm going to go ahead and take Woody. Um, you know, I'm going with another Pixar character. And I, you know, I, I talked about how Dory is maybe the lo most lovable character of the Pixar era. If you think of one character, one that defines Disney's Pixar era, in my opinion, um, I think it's Woody. He is, you know, he's just a legendary, iconic character for Disney's new age of animation. Uh, obviously, he and Buzz are two amazing characters. They're different. Um, I, there's a lot of things I love about Buzz. There's a lot of things I love about Woody. Um, but Woody's the leader of the group, and he's the one who brings everybody together. And I just felt like first pick of the fourth round, Woody's still on the board. I got to take him. Yeah, Woody's a great pick. He was he was honestly on my list. Uh, I think he was uh, six for me. Um, yeah, Woody is not only... Uh, just voiced brilliantly by Tom Hanks, but he launched off Pixar. Like yeah. he is arguably the first real face we had for full CGI animated films, and he's easily one of the most lovable uh, CGI characters of all time. It's a great pick, man. I, I that, that's that's strong. That's a that's a strong that's a good. strong lead after Dory. Good, we call good that job. a good val we call that a good value pick in the fantasy draft world. <laughs> we do. Well done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Woody, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would argue, you know, uh, well, I would actually, I would argue that the, uh, you know, the little light is the first animated mascot of Pixar, you know, the guy in the, in the logo. <laughs> uh, but Woody is the moral conscience of the Toy Story films. He's always the one keeping it on the straight and narrow. He never loses his faith in Andy, which is an incredibly admirable trait. He never loses his faith in anyone, really. I mean, he does a couple times, I guess, through his arc, but he, he's always 
has heart. He's always the mm-hmm. heart of the films uh, in a lot of ways. And obviously, it was a tough call between Buzz and Woody. I just like I it, thought it, Buzz yeah. maybe Buzz was a little more flashy, but Woody is definitely like the the heart. You could say. Well, and and just a little icing on the cake. He's voiced by one of the best actors, not voice actors, real life actors ever. So Tom agreed. Hanks kills agreed. it. Agreed. Yep, agreed. Yeah, you can't you can't grab with Woody. It's a good value pick at this point. Um, so I'm gonna go a little. I guess you could say juvenile. You could um, with my next pick, and and maybe you guys think it's a little crazy, but I, I would argue this is one of the most marketable, well known, bankable characters at Disney. Um, and I'm gonna go with Tigger, the black and white. Uh, character, side character, again, here from uh, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I would argue he even is maybe more recognizable than Winnie the Pooh. He's just adorable. His cute little orange and black stripes, his funny way of talking, the way he loves to bounce. Like, I mean, all the characters in Winnie the Pooh is adorable. Uh, They're all cute little woodland creatures. But I think Tigger is the one that sort of has the most wide-ranging appeal uh, to people. And I don't know what it is, but he's a very popular character uh, amongst especially mothers and also little kids, obviously, because he's he's just adorable. So, you know, maybe not what you guys saw coming and maybe you didn't expect him to dive into the the Winnie the Pooh uh, catalog. But I think Tigger is a great character. That's a great that's a great choice. But, man, I first actually fell in love with Tigger, not just from the cartoon growing up. But from uh, my mom got me like some bubble bath as a kid, and it was like the Tigger bubble bath, and so like so I'm talking was, about marketable. Yeah, it was just great. I love taking the Tigger bubble baths, man. It's okay, okay. okay. Great choice. I can't do it, but can someone do the Tigger voice? It's tough. <laughs> yeah, but you got. Yeah. yeah, but you got to remember. Tigger's a wonderful things. I bounce, bounce. That's terrible. Yeah, he's tough, but no, I mean. You're right. He's honestly champ. He's a strong pick in someone that was completely off my radar. I will be honest. I'm shocked that Mufasa and Tigger were your third and fourth round picks. I'm not knocking it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's bold. I would say it's bold to go with characters that would be considered side characters, but you're right. Tigger's got some marketability. So that, you know, they got that going for you. All right, I want to try doing the Tigger voice real quick, and if it sucks, champ, you cut it. You can cut it if it's I too bad. I can't make any promises. <laughs> okay, okay, let me try. Hold on, I'll try this real quick. Hey there, buddy boy. <laughs> you got it. You got to get the S and the T's in there. Well, That's where. Yeah. Well, hey, what's going on around here, Kanga? Okay, that was a little bit. Right. bad. That's let's let's move on. Let's, I'm, I'm ashamed. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, you piglet. Yeah, he's just kind of... Champ's like, okay. sounds scary. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tarnishing Tigger. Okay, moving on. Mike, Mike, who you got here, round four? You have Genie, Bell, and Maleficent so far. All right. Uh, I, I stick with my favorites. There's no pandering on Mike Nichols's uh, draft. These are all just my personal favorites. Number four... Uh, I got to go with, I've got, I've got magic, I've got princess, I've got a villain. I'm going to give us all a hero, a hero we can all believe in, a timeless hero, a hero that will always be here. He robs from the rich to aid the poor. <laughs> Finally. Oh, uh, the, most, the most handsome fox that ever was drawn, Disney's Robin Hood. Uh, this is obviously, everyone knows I'm a huge Robin Hood nerd. 
Uh, I even have a Funko Pop of Disney's Robin Hood Fox on my desk. I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, Disney's Robin Hood was uh, just such a fun, uh, fun film. It's obviously not one of their greatest. Um, and like you said, it was it was in a time when you know some of their animation had to you know just they had to even do repeats. I mean, you could look at the animation of Robin Hood; some of the same animation from Jungle Book. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I love Disney's Robin Hood. I especially love the character of Robin Hood. He's so good. He's so funny and charming. He's a great shot. And honestly, one of my most like favorite scenes in any Disney movie is when they're escaping from the castle and right as they're about to get away, they suddenly realize, oh no, the little baby bunny is still like trapped and she's running away and just Robin Hood's face when he realizes that there's a little child in danger and the way he just stops and sprints towards her into a hail of arrows to rescue this kid. I mean, you gotta love this guy, the captain American heart of the Disney universe willing to jump on a grenade for others. That's Robin Hood, man. I love Robin Hood. He's my, he's my pick. It wouldn't be a podcast without Mike uh, fitting in Robin Hood somewhere. It certainly know. would not. It certainly yeah, would not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an it's interesting, Mike. Where would you rank the Disney Robin Hood? We talked about this on, I think, on a previous pod, but you didn't, like, officially rank him. Where does he stack up among the, you know, the iterations of Robin Hood? Um, in terms of film Robin Hoods, because there's also TV Robin Hoods that are pretty good too, but in terms of just film, I think the best is probably Errol Flynn. And I think after that, I'd probably put uh, Disney's Robin Hood, the Fox Robin Hood. He's probably number two for just like the most true to the character and fun to watch. All right, you got another pick, Mike. All right, so now I'm actually going to go with my favorite funniest character in the Disney uh Disney universe that we have. Um, now, this is a movie that, although it's in the Disney Renaissance, it is definitely not as well known or well marketed. But it is certainly has a huge cult following, and it's certainly, I think, the funniest Disney film. And that is The Emperor's New Groove. My number fifth pick wow. is is Kronk. Wow. I love Kronk. He's so hilarious. He's voiced brilliantly. Just oh my gosh! He, he like, is a the cult stuff favorite. I yep. says, "I'm going with Kronk. I love him. Like there's a million lines that I could just quote uh, of his. Like just anytime he has the angel and the demon on his shoulder wrestling. Uh, anytime like he's sleeping, <laughs> Yzma. Like, just anytime he's trying to talk to Yzma when he's like uh, just remembering the that peasant at the diner. He didn't pay his check." just falls right back to sleep. Like, I love Kronk. He's amazing. He's not, and he's I, not I, the one who says, I'm sorry, but you threw off the Emperor's groove. He's not no, the Kronk's the, Kronk the idiot. Kronk's the big idiot. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's great at spinach puffs. So Kronk, Robin Hood's number four. Kronk's number five. All right. Interesting. That's outside that, the box. Right there. That is outside the box. But uh, he, he does have like a, a weird cult what, you, guys, you guys don't like Kronk? You know, um... I'm not going to lie. That's another surprising pick. Um, but, you know, Kronk got his own spinoff as well. Kronk's new groove. Um, I'm assuming it's horrible, but I haven't seen it. Mike, I'm assuming you've seen Kronk's new groove if he's one of your favorite characters. I actually have not seen it because I, too, heard that it was horrible, and so I didn't even bother watching it. Ooh. 
Okay, moving on from Kronk's new groove. I feel like that's like you know, it's like one of those direct to DVD, one of those direct to DVD sequels. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know, like <laughs> you know, like Pocahontas two, the new world, Mulan like, two. like <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, moving on from Kronk, uh, I've got three more picks left, um, and here in the fifth round, uh, I am. I'm going to take uh, my first. I don't know if she counts as a Disney princess and she's not from um, the, the, you know, the golden age, the Renaissance. Um, but I, I got to give more credit here. I'm taking the advice of the people around me. My sister brought this one up and it was kind of an oversight on me. And the more, again, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. Uh, and I'm going to take Moana, mm. the, the, the title character um, from the film uh, released just in 2016 I think Moana is a very strong power, you know, talking about both in representation and also, um, you know, taking a character, a strong female character that isn't a damsel in distress, one that solves her own problems, gets herself out of her own, uh, you know, issues and shell. She goes away from the island. She stands up to Dwayne the Rock Johnson throughout the movie. Um, and she ultimately accomplishes her goals and uh, learns uh, valuable lessons along the way. Um, so yeah, Moana, I think, uh, that was a good choice by my sister Taylor. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an interesting pick. Um, but among, you know, the younger, um, newer Disney fans, yeah, Moana is, uh, you know, it's a good pick and it's a good movie. I mean, that was another one where, um, you know, Disney came in and did what we expected and hit, hit one out of the park. What do you think about I mean, I wasn't expecting it. Again, I'll be honest, but I don't think it's a bad pick. What about you, Mike? What do you think about Moana? I have a confession to make, gentlemen. I have actually never seen the film Moana. So having said that, I just want to say what a strong pick I think it is, champ. Uh, You know, great character, uh, interesting (laughs) writing. Um, You know, her arc from being, you know, a young woman on search of a journey to then finally... Being, uh, you know, the hero that she becomes at the end of the film, um, as I, you know, as I believe, I'm sure she does. So, yeah, great pick. Uh, everyone loves her. Well done. Wow, great. I love the music in that movie. There's fantastic music in that movie. Big fan of that. Hmm. The soundtrack. Yeah. Was that Lin- Lin-Manuel Miranda did that? I think he had some to do with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. He did. Yeah, he yeah. did a lot of the, the original songs. Um, so my next pick, guys, I told you last time I was debating between someone I should pick. I went with Woody versus someone I wanted to pick. And, um, I'm going to go with a song. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. And I can continue, but you know who I'm talking about. This is one of the more unique Disney picks to the point where it was not really a Disney pick originally, but it's since been reissued by Disney. Jack Skellington from A Nightmare Before Christmas. I would argue that Jack Skellington is one of the most unique Disney characters of all time. This film um, is, it's just a really incredible achievement, in my opinion. Um, This was released, I believe, in 1993. And this is produced by Tim Burton, and it's got Tim Burton's fingerprints all over it. Um, and of course, it's a uh, you know it's a, a stop motion animated musical Halloween Disney Christmas everything. Um, this film is just unlike any other that I've seen from Disney. 
and he's unlike any other character that Disney has produced. And I know this isn't necessarily a huge fan pick or a fan favorite, but I think that um, just just how different uh, Jack Skellington is and kind of where he takes us along his journey. Uh, that's why I've got him on my list. What do you guys think? It's a little off off the beaten path as well. I had no, him third like, off in my rankings. I, so I, I, I think it's a great pick. He was, he was coming yeah. up on mine. Yeah, he's he's an iconic character. That's that's a really smart pick, actually. I, I like that choice. All right. Well, yeah, I think you're right on with that one too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go back to a character who I I fell in love with this character after the fact. And what I mean by that is this film came out when I was a teenager and it's an animated Disney film and it's just not, it wasn't something I saw at the time. It wasn't something interesting, interested me at the time, but I saw it later on and I loved it. I'm going to go with stitch from Lilo and stitch. Um, Mm. Stitch is another fan favorite, lovable character who captured hearts. I mean, the opposite of Jack Skellington is stitch. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes from any Disney movie, it's maybe a bit random, but it's Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. And this is what Stitch stands for. You know, Stitch, Lilo and Stitch, and Stitch oh. in particular, is about the fact that family isn't necessarily who you were born from, where you came from, who your blood relatives are. Family are the people that you're with, the people you care about, the people who love you and the people who take care of you. And I just love the idea of Disney's done a few kind of oddballs trying to fit in. Um, so it's not the first time they've done that. But I just think Stitch um, is just such a great character who, um, kind of like Tigger, had a lot of marketability. They ripped off like a ton of like straight for DVD sequels. Um, and and I There was a whole show, I feel like. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there was a whole TV show. And so, again, it was it came out, you know, when I was a teenager. So my initial interest wasn't there, but I watched it later on. And and Stitch, uh, I just think, is a great character. All right, I'm going to try yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's a great movie. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, oh Hanuman's family. Hey! <laughs> hey! That's better than I can right. do. <laughs> That's that's pretty good. I like it. Adding validity to my pick. I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. That's uh, I have to admit that. Much like Mike hasn't seen Mike, we need to brush up on our Hawaiian uh, Polynesian themed uh, Disney movies. What are we doing here? Lilo and Stitch is really good. Like it's it's a very sweet movie. So I don't know which way to go here with my fifth or uh, my sixth pick. I want to get a villain on my team. I don't have a villain yet. And I'm between two. I'm between two, both from the from the Disney Renaissance area era. A lot of good villains back then. Um, I was debating going with uh, one um, that we've already had a, a character taken from, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the board so we can get some more movies here. I'm gonna pick Ursula, the evil sea witch. Yeah, uh, from good. from Little Mermaid. Um, I, I was between her and another another villain. She's scary. I mean, she she scares the shit out of me. She's yeah. got them tentacles. She's purple. She gets all big. She steals Ariel's voice. Like she is maniacal and just mean. And the idea of this creepy sea witch hanging out with 
eels deep in the dark parts of the ocean is just a scary idea. I think it's a great final scene when she gets all big at the end. Uh, I think she's just kind of a menacing, scary villain, both physically and what she stands for and conniving. So uh, Ursula is going to be the villain on my team. Yeah, she's... Um... Ursula's also... She's also just scary just because, like, at the end when she gets the power over the entire ocean, like, you just realize, oh, my word, like, she could seriously destroy the planet or take over the planet with her evil. Like, she's a genuinely powerful oh, yeah. character that I think sometimes you don't think about how powerful she actually does become right before Ariel and Eric stop her. But, yeah, genuinely just a loved character. Very, very popular. That's a really solid villain choice. Yeah, that, that bitch is, is scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> Ashley and I watched uh, uh, Little Mermaid this past summer. Um, I mean, I've seen it before, but watched it again, and I'm like, there, there are a few Disney characters who are legit terrifying, and you could see why kids would have nightmares about them. And Ursula is one of that. So, if you're gonna go with a villain, there's a couple others that I would be considering, but she's right in that mix, so it's a good pick. All right, Mike, you got uh, your last two picks here, so make them count. Oh man, this is this is really tough, you guys, because um, so I can't pick them individually. I would have to pick them like together. So I'm not going to pick these, but I want you to know how close Todd and Copper from the Fox and the Hound came to being on this list. I love them so much that that's one of my that movie's so sad. I love that movie. It's so good. It's so so good. It but, tears uh, me apart every time I watch that movie. Yeah. It's devastating. But the only way the only way I could pick them is if I pick them together. So yeah. would you guys allow me to pick them together as one choice? Eh, it's a little oh. bit cheating, but I, I have no interest in picking them. I, what do you think, Evan? I think we can allow it. Um let's go for it. Yeah. Um go go for it. It's a little bit of a cheat, but um at this point, you know, what are we going to say? No, go for it. I just feel like in the spirit of the Fox and the Hound, you couldn't split up Todd and Copper, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's one, a little bit off. It's fine. You, you could say that for a lot of Disney duos, though, man. Like, I, I, I think it's fine. Right, I think go it's with fine. it. Go with it. Oh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Yes, then my number six pick will be Todd slash Copper. Because they deserve to be together as one choice. They are best buddies. They have a beautiful, tragic, incredible friendship. Some of the most moving Disney animation we've ever seen is not only Copper and Todd's friendship, but also the betrayal and ruin of the friendship, and then the ultimate salvation of it and the way they fight for each other through it all. Oh, man. I think that is just one of the most moving uh, moving character studies in all of Disney. I got to say the Fox and the Hound as one together and symbolically as one character. All right. What's your last pick? Oh man. This is so tough. <laughs> all right. My last pick is really between two characters. Uh, I think with your Tigger choice, you, you edged it out for me. I was going to also pick a certain Winnie the Pooh character, but I think, uh, I think since you've already got it, I'll move on to something else. So my number six is Copper slash Todd, and because we we decided they could not be separated as characters, so they get to be one pick. Um, we don't want six, them to be apart. We want them to we stay don't together. Want them to be, we do. Yeah. 
So my number seven pick, I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end my uh, my seven um, my seven draft, and then we're doing. Is it three honorable mentions? Yeah, we'll do those yeah, after. But they don't. They're not gonna count. The three honorable mentions aren't gonna count towards your final team, though. Okay. But we just these guys we want to give a mention to. Sure. So my last my last pick will be uh, Wally. Oh, good nice. pick. I nice. I love that movie. I think that's uh, underrated. I mean, I think it's one of. Pixar's most brilliant and beautiful films. I think the the storytelling is just so powerful. Um, not only just the message of the film, but also the animation. Just they took everything about what Pixar does and they took it to such an incredible next level. I mean, they changed the way I, I think about films with that movie. I love not only that film, but that character Wally, just iconic to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna end my my seven draft with Wally as my final character. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, it says a lot. It says a lot that you can have a movie that's made for kids, and literally a large like what, like the first half hour of the movie is basically a silent film, with just this robot yeah. zooming totally. around, having reactions, and just doing cute things. And it says a lot for the achievement that Wally is that the filmmakers could do that. I think Andrew Stanton made that movie, if I'm not mistaken, but. Uh, just the fact that you can keep kids entertained in what basically amounts to a silent film says a lot about the achievement that that film is. Yeah. And, you know, Champ, you'd mentioned this uh, when you were reviewing um, Onward. You said there was one of the, like the third main character was like a pair of jeans and Disney's ability to get emotion out of um, things that aren't human um, or aren't even things um, is incredible. And Wally was. I mean that was conveyed so strongly in Wally. I'm like I'm like I'm okay. So Mike's robot, it's weird, you know. Yeah. So Mike's team is complete. Uh, I am going to take my final pick here, Um, and one of them I really want to take. I really want this character to be on my team um, because it's one of my personal favorites, and I think it's a little bit under the radar. I'm going to pander a little bit here. I'm not sure it would really play to the crowd. I feel like a lot of the crowd might not even know who this character is. So I'm going to instead leave him uh, for my honorable mention. I seriously doubt anyone will take, either of you two will take him. And instead I'm going to take another. uh, You'll find out. You'll find out. Instead (laughs) I'm going to take a character that I love. He's a classic from way back in one of Disney's first films in the film Pinocchio. Um, It's Jiminy Cricket. He's the conscience. (laughs) He's small in stature, but let me tell you, I'm not sure there's many other people you would want, you wouldn't want on your side that would be ahead of Jiminy Cricket. He can get it, get you out of tight spots. He can get into tight spots. He's a great guide. He'll guide you every bit of the way. Like I said, small in stature, but very wise and very trustworthy. Someone I want on my side, that's for damn sure. Um, so Jiminy Cricket, another iconic classic character, uh, is going to round out my team. I mean, I'm sorry, but doesn't the character that Jiminy Cricket is meant to mentor and guide doesn't the the story pretty much end with that character dying? Shh! <laughs> Becomes a real boy. <laughs> yeah, through death, Jiminy let him do his death. Jiminy, Jiminy he wanted um, to be a real boy. Well, and yeah, but wasn't there a way you could have done that without you know dying? <laughs> well, let's not forget Jiminy sang the original Disney song. Yeah, he's a he's a good like side character to have. 
Man, this is really listen between Jiminy and Mickey Mouse. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah, well, it's yeah pretty iconic between them. Yeah, if you had picked Tinkerbell, you would have had like the whole like. <laughs> All right, Evan, Evan, you you got one more official pick wow. here. Who's it going to be? I'm struggling here, guys, because I actually don't know what I'm going to do because some of the characters I wanted to pick have already been. You guys have picked different characters on the same film, and I'm just like. Ah, I'm struggling. Why don't, you pick, why, don't you pick, uh, why don't you pick Donald Duck? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, debating between who I should pick and who I want to pick. What do you guys think? Just pick, pick who you want to pick because, like, whoever you yeah, really pick, care about, pick the characters the you want. Yeah, I know. All right, all right, all right. All right, so that's, that's what I did. All my I, characters are genuinely my favorite characters. Yeah, um, yeah, I love all mine too. Pick characters you want on your team. And I, I do have a quick question, real quick. Um, do you guys consider Jack Skellington a villain or a hero, or an anti-hero? Hero, he's a hero. Okay, all right. Uh, all right, Boogie Boogie is the villain of the movie. That's he true. is a little bit of an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. Um, all right, guys. Well, I'm gonna go. I shouldn't do it. It's not. I'm going to go with this because it's just a character I like. Uh, I think this is one of the most underrated Disney films and one of the most underrated Disney characters of all time, Quasimodo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, That's a good pick. If you guys go back, and uh, when is the last time you guys watched this movie? A couple years ago. Okay. Fair. Yeah, I'd say about okay. three, four years ago we threw it out. It's it's an amazing film. I watched it again um, recently, and it reminded me how great this film is. It's incredibly dark. It's one of the darkest uh, Disney films made, along with um, you know um, a Nightmare Before Christmas. But um, look, Quasimodo is awesome. I wish I could scale buildings like Quasimodo. He kicks ass. Uh, but most of all, guys, I wish more people had the heart of Quasimodo. I think that he helps convey such a powerful message. And that's a theme among many of the characters I picked. You know, it's not what you look like, but it's what's inside your heart. You know, that's what matters. And, um, you know, I went back and watched this um, as an adult just, you know, recently, and I liked it even more. So um, I kind of would prefer to just like have him go up as the hunchback of Notre Dame because I feel like that's more recognizable than Quasimodo. But um, he's ultimately who I'm going to go with for my final pick. Yeah, I'm going to put pictures up. Hey, Evan, so just it'll a quick just question. Be pictures. Have you ever read oh, the actual I'll book? I'll just make like little pictures. So yeah, Quasimodo, solid, solid pick. Yeah, I've heard it's really dark. Oh, wait, the book? Like really dark and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you guys, the, the darkest villain in Disney film is the villain from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, he's actually... Maybe. Like yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty scary. raping. He's, Fro- it's, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, insinuated in the film that he's raping um, the female character. It's crazy, and like there's the fire. Movie the fire comes yeah. up on the uh, the fire comes up in the fireplace, and his face. It it is crazy. Like you go back and you watch it, and you're like, this was a kids movie. So um, yeah, it, I think it has. Um, I think it's a good movie, although not maybe one of the most beloved the tone is hard to market to kids i mean it, yeah. it's dealing with like religious uh themes yeah. and you know outcasts and gypsies i mean it's just more of a mature in its in its theme so yeah. uh yeah there we go that's that's our draft we're gonna do three quick each mention three honorable mentions but our official teams uh for mike nichols we have genie 
Bell, Maleficent, Robin Hood, Kronk, Todd and Copper, and Wowie. Uh, for me, we have Mickey Mouse, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Mufasa, <laughs> Tigger, <laughs> Moana, Ursula, and uh, Jiminy Cricket. And for Evan Dean, we have Simba, Mulan, Dory, Woody, Jack Skellington, Fletch, and uh, Quasimodo. Uh, so there you oh, go. Boy. So Evan, give us three that's honorable great. mentions. Uh, that's a great list, guys. I honestly don't know. I mean, I like my team the most, obviously, but I think they're all three really good teams. Um, so the the the, the pick that I'll, the first honorable mention I'll give is the pick that I wanted to give, but I felt like I was selling out, and that is Elsa from Frozen. Um, obviously, Elsa is the most popular Disney character of the last ten years, and it's not close. Um, the cultural impact among the youth, the, you know, the young girls of today's day and age is massive. Elsa is like the Simba of the nineties, you know? Um, and so, you know, I, I honestly, is not one of my favorite characters. So that's why I didn't, um, I didn't name her. Um, so yeah, Elsa was going to be my pick too. So, uh, I'm, but I'm going to move on. Uh, the guy that I wanted to take that I think is a little bit more obscure is Basil of Baker Street from The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. I think that this movie doesn't get near the attention or love it should. It's a little bit more obscure, but he's a great character. He's basically the mouse Sherlock Holmes. I dig that. I love Victorian England that it's set in. Uh, great old school vibe, great villain in Professor Radigan. So I love Basil yeah. Baker. Yeah, that that came kind of during. That was a decent movie that came during like the dark ages when Disney was struggling. So that's a good pick. Yeah. My uh, my my, uh, my honorable mention that almost made my list, but uh, unfortunately he didn't get on Eeyore. Uh, nice. Yeah. You know, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. The other two I was going to do was Edna Mode from The Incredibles, because uh, I think she's hilarious and amazing, and uh, The Girl Squirrel from The Sword in the Stone, because that is one of my favorite hilarious sequences in Disney of all time. A little girl squirrel that falls in love with uh, young Arthur when he's <laughs> transformed into a squirrel. She's great. I love I love her so much, and the way she talks. It's amazing. All right. so Champ, you, he got okay. two more, so you go two more, and I'm going to go two more. Yeah, I would say Captain Hook. Or no, sorry, sorry, not Captain Hook. Sorry. I would have said Jafar. That's the one I was between, between ah. Ursula and Jafar for my two villains. I think Jafar, Jafar is a menacing villain. He's a little bit psychotic, very insane, a little bit too into himself. Okay, very into himself. <laughs> uh, so the Grand Vizier. And then I'm going to also say Crush from Finding Nemo. Uh, when he's like, Royches, Royches, what's yeah. up, little dude, little boo? Like, the fact that they made him into, like, a surfer dude, I love that. So uh, those would be my honorable mentions. Crush, uh, Basil, Baker Street, and Jafar. Okay. Um, so I already named off Elsa. I just want to say quickly, I'm surprised no one did Aladdin. I mean, he he just kind of – no Aladdin, no Peter Pan, no Pinocchio. That was a surprise. But um, my two would be – Corella DeVille, I didn't really go full villain, and she's legendary villain. And then I really like Wreck-It Ralph. You know, he's a newer Disney film, um, but I loved those movies. And uh, so mine would be Corella DeVille, Wreck-It Ralph, and Elsa. Cool. So there we go. Those are our characters we left a lot off. Obviously, a lot of iconic characters through the years uh, through Disney. But I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to make little rosters and put them out on social media. We can put them on your 
Uh, it's up to you guys if you want to promote them on your own personal pages and whatnot. I'm sure it's all going to because I want to collect the votes to win. But uh, I'll put up the, the, the rosters on Second Day Film Podcast on our Facebook page, on Twitter at Second Day Film, and on uh, Instagram maybe. We'll see if I get around to that. But check out our old episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. I hope you enjoyed this. It's a little bit of a wacky thing that we decided to do, but uh, I thought it was fun. I had fun with it. So, boys, I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Oh, definitely. I can't wait to do another one. Yeah, lots of fun. Way to go, guys. It'll be interesting to see who wins this thing. Awesome. Well, with that, the official uh, inaugural part two uh, <laughs> character fantasy draft presented by the Second Day Film Podcast is in the books. We hope you enjoyed it, film fans. We'll be back soon with more reviews. But until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies.